I know that guy, Andy Alpers. Tim Frusey's company, yeah. News Radio 680 WPTF. Good afternoon. My name is Dave Alexander. Tim Ferruzzi is joining us by way of telephone. And also Dr. Ken Alstrom, an entomologist with Economy Exterminators. Kenny, you having a hard time hearing me? I'm not hearing you. I'm hearing you with my earphones. Yes. On. Oh, that oh, would be, but yeah. I, but not on. But not on, like, no. we can hear you beautifully. Do you hear me through the headphones? No. No. There's a little button uh, right down there in front of you. Turn it up. Crank it up. Take the advice of Leonard Skinner. Tim Ferruzzi, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Doing good. How are you? Good. Good. This hey, show uh, is called hey, Make... Hey, Ken, Doctor, hey, Ken, Doctor uh, Buckman, how are you? <laughs> All right, Tim, all how right, are you doing? All right, now, yeah. now we, uh, we should put that to bed. <laughs> Dr. Ken Alstrom is an entomologist, which in a way could be interpreted as, you know, a bug doctor, as in, you know, a pediatrician is the baby doctor. Right, and I, I, I deliver bugs. Can we simply call you bug doctor? That'll be fine. Or Dr. Really? Or Dr. Ken will, will work, too. Dr. Ken. All right. Well, that's fine. I mean, you don't have a, a real problem with the term bug doctor, do no, you? No, not a bit. Although, unlike any other kind of doctor, and this has got to be a conceptually weird thing for you, you studied bugs a lot. I do. And it's a fascinating, fascinating field. And I'm sure that there are entomologists who don't involve themselves in the intentional destruction of the bugs that they've studied. Oh, no. There are a lot of us that grow them for, uh, for use in biological control operations. Uh, and also, we need to grow them so we can develop new pesticides so we know how to kill them faster. So I could hire an entomologist, you know, to, to start the process. Right. If I was going to test something, I need a bunch of bugs. Exactly. And you need to know what you're working with, too. Now, Ken, how do you spell um, entomologist? E-N-T-O-M-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. There's a, there's a single I near the end, as you was expected. Every, all the other vowels, vowels are O's. Three O's. One I. Entomologist. Okay. So spell, spell it again, please, for everybody. E N T O M O L O G I S T. Okay, and what? So, and so, what part of the bug is the? Is that the? The entomology, is that where it comes from? No, uh, ology, entomology is the study. Ology is the study, and entomo yeah. is Greek for insect. Insect, okay, there we go. All right. And and another uh, little digression yeah. here is that there's a similar word, etymologist, and that's a person who works with words. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. all right. Don't misspell that's it otherwise. No. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, the radio program is called Making Your Home Great. Clearly, there have been moments when each and every one of us have said to ourselves, you know, these bugs don't make my home great. They affect my quality of life. Exactly. All right. Uh, if somebody's got a story to tell, or even a story about extermination of bugs or elimination of bugs, or when, you're, when your landlord said you're in North Carolina, you're going to have ants. Deal with it. I want to hear from you at 919-860-9783. Your bug stories here on the air, 919-860-9783. I'm assuming hey, you're a... They, yeah. I have a, I have a bug story. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. So I was renting out uh, one of my uh, properties, and uh, the students had moved out. 
And of course, when they moved in, we had it sprayed. It was very clean. And they were only there for one year. And when I walked in the door, they fell on my head. There were so many in this house. And the smell just from the... And Ken, maybe you can talk about the 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 secretions or the bioaerosols that come off of roaches, but it, they were, it was incredible how many were in this house. Yeah, you how pr- long it took to kill them. Yeah, you probably had German cockroaches, and these things uh, uh, they just they will not live outside. Uh, they are strictly associated with humans and will live with humans. And uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, they bring them in. They don't, especially college students or any students or people living on their own who are not very good housekeepers, if they finish or pay, uh, something, eat, eating something, just throw the wrapper on the floor, or if you have empty a box and there's still some food left in it, just throw it in the corner and let uh, let it sit there, and who cares? And But uh, that's what the roaches love. They love to discover uh, food that's been left behind and caked on food on the stove. Uh, the stuff spills underneath the refrigerator and sits there and never, never move the refrigerator to clean underneath it. These are perfect havens for, for cockroaches, especially German cockroaches. And what kind of health uh, effects can can happen from that. These things, uh, they have acute, there's some chemicals on their cuticle, which is the outer skeleton, and there are some diseases that are that are carried by these by these uh, by this cuticle and and the waxy secretion. I believe uh, there's there's been indications that polio may be associated with this with the secretions, but I wouldn't want to say that authoritatively. I think I might have read that somewhere, but there are several diseases that are associated with with especially with German cockroaches. You know, it's funny because, Tim, we uh, we hear that, like, for instance, some reputations are unearned. Pigs aren't especially dirty. Really, they're not. Uh, I mean, they might be muddy, but they're not especially dirty. Are bugs actually really dirty? Uh, no, they're not. They uh, they go out of their way to keep themselves clean. Yeah. Uh, they... Uh, They'll grab, uh, they use their legs and uh, they can clean their legs off. They clean their antennae off. Uh, of course, they can't get to the back end of their bodies, but uh, but they do keep keep their appendages and their antennae pretty clean. And are they carrying? Uh, this is funny. I almost said bugs. Are bugs? Do bugs carry germs? A lot. I mean, more than I do. Yeah, I think yes, they do. Uh, it's always a good idea if you if you smash a bug or, or bug or an insect. I prefer to call them insects because there's only a few okay. that are, that are tr- truly bugs. Uh, it's a good idea to wash your hands because uh, you don't know if it you know, like a fly. It may have been walking over garbage. It could have come out in from outside where it was uh, laying its eggs in uh, dog droppings or anything else in garbage can, mm-hmm. garbage cans. There's diseases all over there, and uh, these flies and stuff crawl all over this, and they'll walk into your house, and they'll deposit the germs from their feet onto your countertop or onto the food that you're eating. So it's a good idea just to make sure that you get these things out of, out of your house and uh, make sure you keep a clean house and, and a clean body. Dr. And Ken? I guess, I, guess, yeah. I guess as humans, we've kind of gotten used to some of that through the thousands and thousands of years. It's almost like ignorance is bliss <laughs> when, yeah. when you yeah. see them around. Well, they're not going to be bothering me. So, so why? Well, you know, it's just a little fly. So what? Mm-hmm. I I know a song, an elementary school song about that. Now there ain't no bugs on me. There ain't no <laughs> bugs on me. Might be bugs on some of you mugs, but there ain't no bugs on me. Right. Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. He is an entomologist, an expert on insects, and we are going to uh, quiz him about how we can 
honestly, we're not welcoming them into the house. We want to get rid of them. Exactly. We really do. We, we, we're, we have an anti-insect program here. We have a bias against <laughs> bugs inside the house. Exactly. If you don't mind. Uh, myself and Tim Feruzzi. Tim, of course, with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Uh, you can contact Tim at handyhelpersremodel.com or highlandroofingnc.com or on this program, 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great. Well, I don't know about you, but I wish it was nicer this weekend, really. Um, today's beautiful. Bit of a wind kicking up right now. 81 degrees on the thermometer. Overnight low tonight near 35. We blew by the anticipated high temperature. And then for tomorrow, it will be cooler. Sunshine at 58, then it warms up again. And by Wednesday, some afternoon showers. It'll feel like summertime again. Mm-hmm. 81 now. Real Feel 79. News Radio 680 WPTF. Dave Alexander along with Tim Feruzzi. Tim of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And with us today are Dr. is Dr. Ken Alstrom, an entomologist with Economy Exterminators. His number is 919-362-1000. But if you really want an answer, call in right now at 919-860-9783. Christine in Raleigh. Hi. Hey. Hi, Christine. What's going on? Hey, my question is, um, I bought home decos from work a few years ago, and we had a company come in and heat treat. You had a company do what? Heat treat. Yeah, H-E-A-T. They treated it with heat. Yes. Yes, okay. Then my question is, for other people that are having that problem with a relative have a rental property with bed bugs and yeah. they so, well, so you effective? think so you think that there's bed bugs now in the rental property? In that property, yes. Yeah, the, the heat treatment is now the preferred way for getting rid of bed bugs. And, uh, and if you think uh, you have a problem with bed bugs in this rental property, property uh, give us a call at uh, 919-362-1000 and talk to one of our uh, salespeople and uh, we can come out and do an inspection and see exactly what you've got. Heat treat involves, sorry, Christine, I'm just going to ask a follow-up question of uh, Dr. Ken. Uh, heat treat involves temperatures of how high? We get these, uh, we have portable heaters uh, hooked up to a large generator outside and yeah. uh, put them in each room in the house and raise the temperature to 135 degrees for three hours. Wow. All right. And it should. It will. It, 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 exposing bed bugs, uh, any stage bed bugs, eggs, uh, nymphs, and adults to 20 minutes at three, 135 degrees kills them. But we make sure that it's uh, 135 degrees for three hours. And we move everything around because if uh, there's a, a box on the floor, mm-hmm. that's kind of a cool spot under the box. So we'll move the box and expose that area under the box because the bed bugs like to, they'll, they'll try to find a place to hide. Christine? Oh, Christine dropped off the line. Thank you, Christine, for the question. Uh, the, uh, these bed bugs, these are highly portable. We, we bring them home from vacation oh, yes. at hotels. It's, yeah, it's a good idea to, uh, if you go to a hotel, 
check your room first. Look uh, look at the bed linens, and if you see spotting, uh, dark black spots on the mattress or the bed uh, bed spring, uh, look for uh, any spotting around outlets on the walls, around picture frames, and uh, along the bed frame. Uh, you, you can see where the the God, the, uh, the bed bugs actually leave where they they fed on blood, and then they they tap their abdomen to relieve themselves and leave a little spot of blood on the fabric. And this is what that black spot is you're seeing. It's actually a blood uh, blood dropping. So when we go to a hotel, then you're saying pull back the sheet and look at the mattress itself? And yes. Around the of it? Okay. Yeah, and, and just look around and, uh, and, and check around uh, behind the, you can look around the telephone, uh, pictures on the walls, any place that these, these things will hide. They'll actually, you know, get up in the ceiling and uh, if you look at the, the vent in the ceiling, the air conditioning or heating vent, they may be spotting around that. Uh, these things will travel up to 300, I believe up to 300 feet at night looking for a blood meal. And how many? And how many? How big are these spots? And how many can we expect to to see? The spots. That spots are very. They're very fine. They're little. Uh, probably about the size of a pinprick. But they do get larger because they'll start putting these uh, blood droppings together, and so they could oh. actually be get pretty large. I've seen some that are almost a quarter of an inch across. Okay. But so they it, go back to the same spots, and they like to secrete at the same spots that they've done before. Well, this is they're using this area as a harborage. So when they when they get through feeding, they crawl off the person and go to a, a protected area, maybe between the folds on the sheet or in the uh, if you have a bed uh, a dust ruffle, uh, the box spring, uh, the mattress cover also have um, folds at the at the corners, and these things like to hide in those corners. How about how so, about pets? Uh, pets are fine. They don't feed on. They don't feed on. They will feed so, on pets, but they're not. They will not reproduce on pets. So, so can are, so are people are some people more susceptible to disease than others? So you could have a husband and wife that you know one person might be getting all kinds of bites versus the other person. I don't think so. If there's a, if there's a bed bugs around, they're going to feed on whoever's available. Okay, I got to admit, Tim. I think I'm highly sensitive to just the conversation about bed bugs. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, you know, I'm getting that little little itch at the top of my scalp. I don't. Uh, I'm not sure that I have a bug. I just, you know, right. I'm not sure I talk about it. Now much. are they now are they just feeding on the on the bugs, Ken, or uh, on the I mean on the blood, or are they also feeding on? Dead skin and things like that, and the microorganisms. No, these uh, bed bugs have uh, have a straw like mouth have straw like mouth parts, and uh, when they, they they're actually feeding on blood, and when okay. they get on you, uh, they insert their mouth parts in the, underneath the skin, and their saliva contains a anesthetic, which uh, mm-hmm. deadens the where they where they feed, so you don't know they're feeding. And then they'll, they'll suck up the blood. And if you watch this thing, you, they'll actually swell up as they start to engorge themselves on blood. Huh. All right. Let's, let's talk about, since we're in the bedroom here, checking under the sheets for, for you know, and on the sheets for spots. How about other things in the bed? Mites? Should I even be concerned about like bed mites? Well, there are things that are called dust mites. Dust mites. Uh, dust yeah. mites. And these things are actually feeding. They're not feeding on you. They're feeding on dead uh, dead skin cells. Yeah. Uh, and other detritus that comes from your body. Yeah. Hair. Mainly the mainly dead skin cells that have sloughed off. Uh, people say, "Well, these things are biting me." They're they they don't. They're not biting you. They're actually uh, they're feeding on dead skin. That's, and can you see them? They are very, very, very tiny. It's uh, yeah. mi- they're microscopic. And do they so, cause a health problem? 
Uh, mainly, it's a, uh, a, a mental thing. Uh, you start, yeah. You start, oh, yeah. yeah I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say mental, but uh, people get very upset and they think they're being bitten by they, – they swear they're being bitten by something. But uh, – and when you, you try and uh, see what they're – what they uh, is biting them, you really see nothing, but uh, they're convinced that there's something biting them. And the best thing yeah. to do is go to a dermatologist and get this, uh, this condition checked out. Huh. So, so when when you when we were talking about bioaerosols on some of the previous issue uh, episodes, and um, the dust mites are one of the microscopic organisms that are on your body feeding off of the dead skin. Well, they're they're going to be mainly high, they're going to be in the mattress and they're going to be crawling on you at night. They're not going to be on you probably during the day. Oh, okay, okay. And but they'll be feeding all all day long and all night long on the dead skin cells that are on the mattress or on the sheets uh, in the uh, the crevices of the of the uh, bed frame. Right. All right. Making so, your home uh, great. Hang on, Tim. Making your home great. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is our telephone number. If you want to talk to Dr. Ken or Tim Ferruzzi, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Okay, Tim. Sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, I probably forgot what I was going to ask. So, the study of the empology, I guess, is it empology? Entomology. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's hard to hear some letters on the phone. ENT is how it starts. Extra normal terracotta. I don't know, (laughs) ENT. Entomologist is what Dr. Ken is. Okay, so. and And the study is entomology. Right. Right, so being an insect uh, doctor. <laughs> that's, so a, insects, that's a way to do it. That's best. <laughs> insects are, yeah, there you go for me. So insects can be microscopic and they can be obviously very large. Is right. Yeah, well, uh, now when, when we're talking about the dust mites, dust mites are not insects. They're, okay. they're arachnids, so they're related to spiders and other mites. Okay. Uh, but there are some. I think there's the small. The smallest insect is uh, about a probably a tenth or a tenth of a millimeter, and it's a little wasp. Uh, and there's some very tiny beetles, but okay. most of those you can see with your naked eye. So, so let's talk about insects in general. There's a evidently there's some kind of uh, uh, ratio of, of insects per human or insects per you know, other animals as far as tonnage. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Like how many insects oh, that's, there are? Oh, that, that's, a, that's a really hard question. But uh, I, w- I would guess that probably there are, we have, what, uh, 6 billion people on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, insect numbers would probably be, oh, 25, 30 times that, maybe more. I mean, we're, ta- yeah. we're talking trillions. Brilliant. Trillions are even higher than that. And they're necessary. They are necessary. So, well, yeah. you say, uh, some people say, well, what's the use of a mosquito? It's a malaria, it causes malaria, but it's also a beneficial because it feeds fish, or fish feed on it. So, mm-hmm. it, so, it, so going, go, going back more to the house stuff, can you talk about structural damage or just damage to a property aside from our beds and other things that, any maybe specific insects you know of that we could talk about that? 
are affecting our homes and, and buildings. Oh, sure. One of the one of the biggest ones are termites. Right. Uh, this one does a more damage uh, probably to our homes than anything else. And now is the time. Spring is getting here, and we're going to start seeing the term, termites swarming. Uh, these are winged forms that are leaving the colony. They're being actually pushed out by the workers. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take up the topic of termites. I know because this is the kind of thing that Tim runs into uh, uh, at his work. Call us up if you've got a question about insects or even bugs or even arachnids or anything from the entomological study that you might have done or not done in college. Uh, Dr. Ken Alstrom has the answers, and uh, we're making your home great. This is News Radio 680 WPTF. The news is next. Making Your Home Great is the number one, number one radio program on this channel right now. Uh, Making Your Home Great with Tim Peruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And uh, uh, handyhelpersremodel.com is one of the websites you can contact Tim. And also also, also handyhelpers.com, just straight to handyhelpers. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Or highlandroofingnc.com. And uh, I'm going to give it, uh, do you prefer the 5969 number, Tim? Yeah, yeah. All right. 919-676-5969 is the direct line to Tim. Or you could call now, really, anytime uh, between now and 4 o'clock. And in studio is Dr. Ken Alstrom, an entomologist with Economy Exterminators, the number one quality Economy Exterminators in all of the Triangle and Triad, <laughs> and maybe the coast. Do you go to the coast? Uh, yes, we do. We have a, all right, we have, and, the, and the coast. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't mention that. Yeah, we have, we have offices in Wilmington and Charlotte. All right, very good. Economy exterminators. Any questions, you dial this number, 919-860-9783. Any stories you want to tell, go ahead and do that. If you've got an extermination issue, I have to admit a lot of people have had some negative experiences with your competitors or in the past, we'd love to hear about it because you could tell us what somebody might have done wrong. Well, I don't want to get into that. That's, oh, kind, of putting a, that's kind of putting the blame on somebody. I, I really don't want to. <laughs> be... well, but, but, but are there unsuccessful exterminations? Oh, there's all kinds of, there are several that uh, things can go wrong. Uh, people don't, uh, they put down the wrong material. They don't yeah. know, they don't follow up on the problem. Um, there's any number of things that can go wrong, and uh, people, the people when they're when they're happy, when the bugs are gone, yeah, that get that keeps us coming back because we want to we want to keep them happy. I had a fellow spray for cockroaches. Uh, my home is extraordinarily clean, though we do have dogs, and their food sits out on the floor. Is that a mistake, or should we have not ever done that? Well, it, it's fine. You can keep you can keep the the dog food on on the floor. Yeah. Uh, the problem is the roaches are the cockroaches, and I'm, I'm assuming these are the either the reddish ones, about an inch and a half long, yeah, or yeah. the ones that are almost black. Uh, those are smoky brown cockroaches. The yeah. others are American cockroaches. Okay. They'll come into the home uh, through gaps under the doors, openings around the windows that are not, not sealed properly. Yeah. And these things will fly. And so that's how they can get into your home. But uh, to make sure you can uh, to keep them, to prevent them from coming into your home, uh, check around the, and look, uh, stand back at the at your, the back door and look, if you can see light coming underneath the door, yeah. that's a gap that something can come through. 
All right. And Tim brought up a couple of moments ago about termites. Tim, have you seen termites uh, and their effect on buildings? Oh, yeah. Yes. Lots of termite damage over the years. Yeah. And, and, 30, and 30 years of doing it, I've seen lots of. Yeah, and this is, and I think yeah. Before we before we went to break, I started doing a little uh, talk a little bit about termites, and and uh, the spring now is we're going to start seeing the swarms, and these are the uh, reproductive males and females in the colony which are being pushed out by the, the 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 remaining workers because they have to make room for the new reproductives, and they're going to be pouring out of the ground or out of a tree, uh, in uh, looking for a place to mate. And what's interesting is that uh, colonies will not mate. Uh, one colony w- will not have members mate with themselves. They have to find separate colonies. But uh, these things are going to be looking around. And if you don't see them swarming inside your home, there's probably nothing to worry about because they're coming from in- they're outside swarming. But if you find them swarming in a bathroom or in the kitchen, uh, I'd definitely have uh, call us and come out and look. Uh, have a free inspection for termites because you have a problem in your house. And when you say swarming, you mean flying? Flying, yes. Okay, and that's when they're mating. That's when they're mating, and they're gonna, they're gonna, and when they, after they mate, they fall to the ground. The wings fall off, and the male and female crawl into the ground and start forming a new colony. So, uh, explain this to me. Do they have a queen? There's a queen. And termites are interesting. Uh, they have a, a queen and a king. Huh. Um, yeah. yeah, with ants, it's uh, ants and bees. The the males uh, die off after mating. It's the same way with ants. Uh, the males uh, just serve one purpose, and uh, that's to mate with the female. And once they've mated, they they die off. But with termites, males uh, the males uh, mate with the queen. They stay together throughout their lifetime, and well, peri- that's nice. And periodically mate. And uh, yeah. a female termite in the life of her, she can live about twenty five years and lay up to two thousand eggs a day. You learn so sweet the, things about mo- uh, bugs all the time. So when the male, when the when they mate, do those two in turn become a new king and queen? They're going to become a the, a, for their own colony. They're going to be the the king and queen of their colony. Ah, interesting. Tammy in Four Oaks, welcome to the show. You're on with Tim Feruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, and of course Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. Tammy, go ahead. I love your program. Bless you. Thank you. I have a question, though. I missed the phone number for the economy exterminators. Could I get that, please? Nope. Can't do it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. In fact, I almost did just now. Economy exterminators is 919-362-1000. Almost the only thing you have to remember is 362-1000. And right? you guys come as far as Fort Oaks in Dufferin oh. County? Oh yes, ma'am. Yeah, we uh, we go to like I said, we have we have offices in Charlotte and Wilmington, but we do Four Oaks, uh, Holly Springs, Benson, Smithfield. Yes, ma'am. We we cover your area. I do want to mention a an issue I had. Um, I have uh, several rental properties, and I had a contract with our local, the very reputable. Uh, exterminator for several, several years. And you don't have to mention the company. In fact, we'd prefer not to be embroiled in a long-term dispute. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us about it. The the issue I had with them is twice when they actually went under the house that I live in, they tore down my ductwork. Yeah. It happened twice. They tore it down and did not replace it? They did not replace it. They did not come back and put it back up. 
uh, sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen there, but <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. But that that's really kind of that's really irresponsible, uh, and I don't quite understand why they would be taking the ductwork down. It's uh, it's just crawling underneath there, and I spent several hundred dollars having the AC man come to find out why the AC was running, but it wasn't cooling inside. And that's what we found out was well, my ductwork was laying on the ground. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what do you think, Tim? Yeah, I mean, some of these crawl spaces can be really tight, and uh, when you're underneath them, I could see where maybe a, a duct could have been uh, pulled down and, and uh, maybe not seen or maybe just seen, and the, the worker was thinking, oh, I don't want to be responsible for that. And so <laughs> that, that stuff can happen. Well, I, I did remember the property uh, problem. I, I got it all fixed, and... After it second, happened the second time, and, and they, you know, we didn't do it. Somebody else did it. It went under well. I knew it had to be in them, but I just said, forget it. I'll go somewhere else. So now I got you guys, so you'll be hearing from me. Very good. We appreciate it. Tammy, thank, thank you. So you. I think, And I think you'll be very happy. All right. Thank Tammy you. from Four Oaks. I know that's it. You know, there's a thousand ways to do it wrong. There's one way to do it right. Exactly. Leave things the way they should be and don't knock your head on the HVAC. It's like going to a national park. Leave it the way you found it. So there's other, uh, uh, we've talked only about a couple of types of bugs. There must be billions of bugs. Well, one thing about, I want to mention about the termites. Yeah. You know, when you, when you talk about the, the mating process, uh, that, that makes me think, wow, these things can really spread really quick. And... Um, can you talk a little bit about that? You know, the the likelihood that if your neighbor's got termites and the neighbor two, three doors down has termites, that there's a good chance you might get termites because of this process that you mentioned earlier. It's possible, but uh, this is almost like a random a random thing. It's it's not going to be uh, like a like a wildfire and it's going to jump from tree to tree or house to house. Mm-hmm. Uh, these things, it's it's just where they have the opportunity to uh, because they they're out foraging underground. And they're looking for wood, and right. they uh, if they climb up on the foundation, you, you can recognize this because they build these mud-like tubes that are con- uh, made up of wood and, and mud that they've chewed up and, and put into a, t- a tube-like form that can keep them connected right. with the ground because they need to maintain moisture. And these, and you can find these uh, if you look on, in your crawl space or even on the foundation wall and see these mud tubes coming up from the ground, uh, that's a pretty good indication. That's a very good indication that you've got a termite. Uh, it's possibly starting. If they haven't reached the, 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 the sill plate yet, uh, I would just go ahead and, and get rid and knock it down and uh, call the termite and call us or call any, any company of termites and, and have somebody come out and, and, and inspect the property. All right. Now, are there natural predators? Obviously, there's chemicals. Um, are there natural predators? Uh, for termite issues? No, not really. Since they're underground, uh, yeah. there, there may be some... Well, actually, ants are the number one predator of termites. Okay. Uh, and there's actually... It's it's really scary now because, uh, you know, we, we've had fire ants for years and uh, people get stung by these things. But there's a, one that's been around since 1930, but it's now getting uh, a lot of coverage. It's called the Asian needle ant. Mm-hmm. And this thing also stings, uh, but they're very docile. They're not aggressive like the uh, like the fire ants, mm-hmm. and, but they are fantastic predators on termites. Well, we should plant some. 
Well, we they, should they, bring them over from where are they from? They're, they're from, a, they're from Asia. Asia. Oh, yes. But we've got them. We've got them here in Wake County. I've learned nothing from kudzu. <laughs> Absolutely so, so, nothing. So what's the difference between a, a fire ant versus these ants? Are you saying that they both sting and this one will chase you and one won't? Well, when you when you dis- <laughs> when you when you disturb a fire ant mound, I don't know. I can liken it like uh, to a, a volcano yeah. erupting. Yeah. You know, yeah, they just keep pouring out. These uh, Asian needle ants don't form uh, nests like that. They, they'll probably be, they could be under a leaf pile, very oh, I- nothing. They don't uh, seem, seem to bury themselves in the ground. And it may be one, but they're very docile. They don't go out of their way to sting. Uh, mainly people are being stung when, uh, if there's one foraging on a leaf branch and it drops onto your collar, your shirt, and and gets caught between the shirt collar and your neck, it's going to sting. So when we see these uh, fire ant uh, mounds that we do, and then they just keep multiplying and multiplying, why is that? Why do you see so many colonies in an acre lot? It's because there's really nothing that's, there's no, pre- there are no predators uh, uh, or parasites right now, but the Department of Agriculture for years now has been uh, releasing some little small, uh, some small flies uh, native to Argentina and Brazil that are parasites are parasitic on uh, the fire ants. But the ants just form, they're so productive uh, with multiple queens, they're laying eggs all the time, and they just keep expanding and expanding. And without control, uh, of course, they're, they're not going to be on top of each other, but they're going to be separated because uh, they need their own space. Making usually, your home. usually related? Pardon me? Yeah, that's, it could, related? yeah, they could be all related, yes. All right. Making your home great on till 4 o'clock this afternoon. We would love to hear from you at 919-860-9783. If you have some issues with bugs or you just want to double check that you're doing everything you're supposed to and looking for everything that you're supposed to, about termites and bed bugs and other things, dial this number, 919-860-9783, News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, quick AccuWeather forecast, then back to making your home great. AccuWeather forecast, no real trouble. There's a possibility of some uh, rain showers or thunderstorms. Otherwise, a high today near, well, forget about the high. The anticipated high was in the mid-70s. We're beyond that now. Thunderstorm in the afternoon, you can see the clouds are a little darker, and a high today near 81, because that's our temperature. Real feels 78, a bit cooler tomorrow, high only up to 58, but still a beautiful day. And it's February. What could you have expected? Um, We've got Pam and Durham on the line, but let me just go around the board here. Making Your Home Great features every Saturday, 2 to 4, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Call 919-676-5969. And today, Dr. Ken Alstrom, the entomologist with Economy Exterminators. And that number is 919-362-1000. Pam in Durham. Hi, you're on with Tim and Dave and uh, Dr. Ken. Hey, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, My question is, is I noticed um, little bugs in my bedrooms some years ago, and so I got a um, a magnifying glass out because that's what I had to see what it was with, and they almost looked like 
miniature crabs. So I gathered some up and I took them to environmental health and they sent them off to uh, NC State. And when they came back, they told me they were carpet beetles. And I have tried for years to get rid of them and I can't get rid of them. Yeah, carpet beetles are a real problem. Uh, they, there is, uh, we can do some treating, but uh, the best way, and I know this is uh, probably going to sound simplistic, but a vacuum cleaner is really the best way yep. to get rid of them. Yep. And these things, uh, make sure and when you do your vacuum cleaner, if you have a crevice tool, that you put it down around the baseboard. Okay. Because these things will crawl underneath the gap that's uh, between that little, the molding and the, and the flooring. And that's where I see them at the most. Yeah, they're, and, they're you know, and I have less than I had before, but and I've done that. I've moved my furniture out, slid my bed back, and I keep a clean house so it makes you feel like your house isn't clean. You know, oh, I mean? right? I know exactly what you mean. But yeah, they're 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 hard to get rid of. But uh, if you need to have a chemical treatment, uh, which is usually not necessary, but it's it's it is it is available. But okay. the, like I said, the, the number one way to really keep them under control is with a with a good vacuum cleaner. And do they bite you? No, they don't. Uh, well, okay. the the larvae, the little, they look like little uh, hairy worms, uh, about a quarter yeah. of an inch long. Uh, yeah. They don't bite. Uh, there's there have been some reports that the adults or the adult beetles do bite, but uh, they I'm not sure about that. Okay, okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time. Oh, you're quite welcome. Pam, thanks a lot. And people should not feel badly about having bugs in their home. John in Raleigh. Hi, John. Hey, real quick question on the uh, the ants you were talking about. So in my house, I notice once in a while they're black. They're large. They're a larger ant. They don't really seem to swarm together, but I might have like 10 or 12 of them I find in the house walking around. Do you know what those are? Those uh, They're about maybe uh, a little larger than a quarter of an inch, maybe three-eighths of an inch, um, up to a half an inch. Yeah. Yeah, those sound like carpet, uh, carpenter bee, uh, carpenter ants. Okay. And they're foraging. They're probably outside. They forage. They generally see them at night. Uh, for me, it's I, I just, well, I don't know if it's night, but they're in the house. Yeah, they're probably coming in from outside. Uh, they're finding an entryway somewhere. Uh, I would... Uh, Again, I would uh, look around and seal any openings that you might find around the uh, the, the windows and the doors, mm-hmm. and see if you can find them crawling on the outside of the house. Okay. And uh, can they can they do any substantial damage, or they're just no? They're just looking for they're just looking for food. Okay. Uh, and what carpenter ants do? They don't. They're they're not like termites. They don't eat wood. They just right. uh, they'll they'll hollow. They'll uh, scrape out wood da- uh, water damaged wood. A lot of times you find them if you have uh, uh, a water problem around a window or a door, and the wood is rotting. The ants will come in and actually clean out the rotting wood and use the the sound wood as a as a nesting site. Okay. Interesting. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, John. Tim, I'll bet you those ants, the carpenter ants, are getting blamed for that destruction that they do. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, you know, I think the carpenter bees actually the ones that can cause some damage in these spaces and things. But, but Ken's right. You know, when you have uh, siding damage, window damage, uh, and, and any kind of damage on on wood under your home, you're attracting termites. You're attracting carpenter ants and a host of other insects because that's food. 
Right, yeah. and, and yeah, and and uh, like I said, the ants are not going to be eating the wood. They they just scrape out the, the the wood that's been damaged by something else, either the water or if they're termites, they will make use of termite tunnels. And apparently, we've taken the uh, perspective based on what Tim says that moisture in your crawl space is always a bad thing. Um, it, it, uh, does that encourage termite infestations? Uh, well, it, not only in uh, termite damage, but it also there are other things called powder post beetles. Uh, and you know, you, you, when, when people have a leak in the roof, uh, and Tim mm-hmm. can re- can vouch for this, they are upset because uh, you know it's getting on their ceiling and on the walls, and and there's a, a problem with the water leak. But they never think that if there's standing water in their crawl space. This is doing as much, if not more, damage to the house on the underside. And, right. it, and it could be one of these, if you just ignore it, there's, there's fungus growth under there. There's insects that are attracted to it. And one of these days, you could be walking across your kitchen floor and you end up in the crawl space. Uh, this has been such a good conversation. We're going to carry it over uh, to the next hour. I'd love to hear from anybody with absolutely any issue about their home. This is your show, Making Your home great. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers, Highland Residential Roofing, myself, Dave Alexander, and Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators after our news on WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. I'm Dave Alexander. On the line is Tim Ferruzzi. Tim is with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Uh, the websites for Handy Helpers are handyhelpersremodel.com. And Tim, just double-check me on this, handyhelpers.com. That's right. And highlandroofingnc.com. Telephone number for Tim. If you want to just talk to him off the radio, 919-676-5969. That's 919 676 Five nine six nine. With us in studio is Dr. Ken Alstrom uh, with Economy Exterminators. Dr. Ken is an entomologist, an expert on insects, insects and bugs, and and things that creep and crawl in your house and beyond. Nine one nine three six two one zero 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 or three six two one thousand. Exactly. Welcome. Thanks. To, glad to be here. We were talking about uh, uh, bugs underneath the house, and we wandered into one of the two or three topics that keep popping up here, is humidity under, underneath our houses. Yeah, that's, so that's one of the bad, real bad things. Excess moisture under your house will do a lot of, a lot of serious damage. Do you travel with some sort of measurement tool? To figure out how much moisture is underneath the house? Yeah, or certified te- uh, technicians all have uh, moisture meters that they can stab up into the wood yeah. and uh, get an instant read of how much, what the moisture content of the wood is. Right. And anything less than, uh, I believe, 14% is, is excellent. Uh, when you start getting above uh, up to 15 and above, you've got a problem. Uh, either standing water, uh, there's not, not good airflow in the crawl space. Uh, but we do put down moisture barriers and also install uh, dehumidifiers and sump pumps to con- uh, keep moisture uh, problems under control. So, I mean, people are actively dealing with this issue on a on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, really, an air uh, uh, 
a dehumidifier underneath my house? Is that a permanent installation? That's a permanent installation because the, the moisture is getting trapped and you need some way to get rid of it. So the only way to do it is with a, a good dehumidifier. And depending and, on the and, size of your crawl space. And, and I might add to that, too. If you're going to do a dehumidifier, obviously you want to have uh, at least a vapor barrier under there and you want to eliminate your foundation vents. Otherwise, you might as well just have the dehumidifier outside dehumidifying the world. Exactly. So right. you're, you're trying to contain the, you know, contain it properly. So, yeah, a dehumidifier is, a, is an option, but you need to do some other things around yeah, it. Yeah, we do, we do install vapor barriers. Oh, yeah, you're talking yeah. vapor barriers. You're talking about some sort of membrane, some sort of uh, plastic a, or something? A, a, thick yeah. pl- a thick plastic cover that goes over the, the soil in the crawl space. And if and you the, will, uh, yeah, go ahead. Tim, sorry. Dr. Ken, do you, do you guys ever use um, humidistatically controlled exhaust fans under the houses at all? Uh, I believe we do. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not really into that end. I just know that yeah. we do these things, but I'm not sure about all the equipment. I know we do the dehumidifiers and the sump pumps, but right. uh, I'm sure that we, we do have the... Uh, the uh, Oh, what, <laughs> the what do they look the, like? The foundation, the foundation vents that uh, yeah. open yeah. And, yeah. and close automatically. Yeah. Right, right, right. Tim, I got to ask you because I I have one of these homes where these it's just a simple plastic vent. Honestly, it looked like it was put on by a guy who was bored of being a bricklayer because yep. uh, he didn't mud them in very well, or you know they're just sitting there. Uh-huh. Um, should they be open right now? Should I, should I open and close them through the seasons? Well, they sell. Uh, yeah, the ones that are uh, the ones that don't open and close automatically um, are supposed to. Um, be manually opened and closed, and, and, and right the second I don't remember which is which. I would, uh, I, yeah. I think I think you you open them in starting about now through the summer, mm-hmm. and then close them in the winter time. Yeah, makes sense. Well, it yeah. does make sense because I don't want my co- my floors all cold mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but still, I wonder. Well, Tim would know this. Uh, on new construction, are people putting in some sort of atmospheric system, some sort of um, system to eliminate moisture within your home? Well, they're getting more and more cognizant of it. Uh, like I said, 30 years ago, when we were building room additions, we were using treated wood in our entire structure um, from, you know, in a crawl space. And there's a lot of guys, uh, 98% of them still aren't doing that. It just makes sense that when you're having wood close to uh, close to ground level or, or in that kind of moisture content, you would do that. But I, th- I think there's some builders now, a lot of builders that are uh, keeping uh, that in mind, and they're maybe adding some sand and building up the ground level and um, doing some better quality uh, foundation vents. Maybe they're not even using foundation vents, and they're doing some sealed crawl spaces and, and things like that. So different builders are doing different things, but I have seen a lot of builders using sand, uh, a very good quality type sand, mm. to help in that area and get at least the crawl space uh, floor floor level or ground level a little higher than what's outside. You never really want it reversed because, you know, if you think about it uh, as being reversed, being the outside ground level is higher than the, the crawl space ground level, you essentially have a hole uh, in the middle of your yard, right. a house on it, and, and, and where's yeah. the water go? To the hole. Yeah. Making your home great every single Saturday, 2 until 4 on News Radio 680, WPTF. You're hearing Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing and Handy Helpers 
Remodel.com, HandyHelpers.com, and HighlandRoofingNC.com. Dr. Ken Alstrom, entomologist with Economy Exterminators. He mentioned treated wood. Does that uh, have, are, are the bugs going to stay away from treated wood? That's uh, yeah, that's a good thing. A good question. Uh, they most insects like to have un- either unpainted or unfinished wood because yeah. it's it's not it's uh, not as dense. And it's easier for them to uh, to attack. What about well, and, and treated wood is full of poison, basically. Right. It used to be it used to be arsenic, I think. Yeah, and, but, and and it used to be arsenic, and now I guess it's some kind of salt, but still at that level, it's still poisonous. Mm-hmm. So How that's about, why it doesn't rot because it's it's it a biocide. Yeah, it doesn't rot, and it also doesn't uh, have as much insect damage as it had in the past. Right. What about firewood? You mentioned termites. Going to whatever wood they can get to, how far away? I'm thinking 1.3 miles. Should the pile of wood be in the backyard if I have a, a stove, wood burning stove? Yeah, you can have it in your backyard. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't stack it against the house. Okay. Uh, besides uh, getting termites, uh, but termites are generally going to be underground. Yeah. So they're going to be underneath the wood pile, but uh, you're going to attack. Uh, be atta- uh, the Firewood can be attacked by uh, wood-boring beetles, yeah, uh, which will come well, out roaches, when you roaches, roaches the wood roaches. Uh, uh, wood roaches are going to be in the rotting wood, but fortunately about those, they it's too dry inside the house, so they're going to die when they get inside, well, and they're not going to be hunting for food because they they just feed on the the rotting wood, uh, yeah. the fungus and stuff on the rotting wood. Uh, ants will be living in the uh, in the firewood. So when, Ken, when you say when you said this stuff about roaches, you've You've mentioned three or four types of roaches already on the shows. Are there lots of different roaches? There, there are about. Uh, I think there's there are 64 species in the United States. So what are we seeing here in eastern North Carolina? Right here, we've got um, the wood. We've got about eight species of wood roaches, which live outside, and uh, as the name implies, they're associated with wood, uh, wood piles, rotting tree stumps, uh, log piles. Uh, then we've got the smoky brown cockroach, uh, usually lives outside. You can see it crawling around in the summertime around your deck, uh, the railings in the back of your house. It's uh, almost black, about an inch and a half long. Uh, we've got the American cockroach. Uh, this is the number one resident of sewers in the United States. And a lot of times you can find these coming up through your sewer system into your home. Uh, there's um, the oriental roach. We don't really have that in this area. But we've just found in uh, Wil- in the Wilmington area the Asian cockroach, which looks exactly like the German cockroach. Uh, that's another one we have here. Especially, it's very very popular here. But the Asian cockroach is, like I said, looks similar to the German cockroach, except it lives outside and it flies. If you notice, German cockroaches will never; they do not fly. Yeah. Now, now what are the roaches that we see around here for years and years that that fly? Is that the Asian that's been here for no, a while? We haven't, we, no, we haven't, we haven't had the Asian here. That's just been a recent uh, introduction coming up from Florida. And okay. right now it's only in the very extreme southeastern part of the state. Right. But the ones that so you... These, the ones that fly are the wood ones? Are they just outside ones? The, the, the wood roaches, uh, the males fly. They're about okay. uh, an inch long. They're kind of light brown, tannish, and they're attracted uh-huh. to lights at night. But the smoky browns, uh, the black ones will... The, 
will fly, and the Americans will also fly. Well, how about the ones that are about an inch and a half to two inches long to fly? What are those? Those are probably either the Americans or the, the smoky brown, depending on the color. Okay. Uh, if it, and, they, it, and they stay outside mostly, those? the Ameri- Like I said, the American. well, they will come in the house. Uh, they okay. generally are outside. The, the smoky brown lives in mulch. Uh, it also lives in gutters that are not that don't drain properly because they have to have a be close to a moisture source, otherwise they desiccate or dry out very quickly. Uh, hmm. The Americans uh, living in the sewers, uh, they'll come up through the manhole covers at night and wander around and, and get into your house. But they play the radio loud and yeah, <laughs> dance and <laughs> yeah, let have, them smoke. Yeah, you know. have smoke. So, have, so, have, what, <laughs> so what you're saying then is that what we're seeing in our houses mostly then are German. Uh, if if you have if you don't keep your house if you don't keep your kitchen clean the Germans are about a, a little about three quarters of an inch long they're kind of light brown but they have two parallel dark bars just behind the head. Okay. And the, so then what you're saying then is if you keep a clean home that and you're maybe in a moist environment like we a lot of us are that what we're seeing in our house are probably the Americans. It probably, well, you're probably actually probably gonna, pro- the most prevalent one's going to be the smoky brown. The smoky brown. Yeah, this one's almost mahogany colored. Okay. Very dark. Yes, 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 yes. Well, that's good because we don't want the American ones in our house because they've been in the sewer. Right? That's right. They they're, they're, yeah. they're, they carry filth. All right. Yeah, lots of by ourselves. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me just tell you that when we do this show, and we will again, when we do this show again, we are approaching both Rubbermaid, Tupperware, and the American Back Scratcher Company for potential sponsorship. Because I'll tell you what, I want to put all my food now in Tupperware or Rubbermaid. I'll, I'll be even with you till you buy the commercial. Uh, the uh, radio program is called Making Your Home Great. 919-860-9783 is the telephone number. You can call, talk to, uh, talk to Dr. Ken Alstrom, the entomologist with Economy Exterminators. Also, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Possibility of an afternoon thunderstorm. Uh, I apologize if you already have one, but there you go. (laughs) There's that lingering chance. Wind was kicking up earlier. Gusts up to 25 miles per hour. So the weather is changing a bit. Today's high was in the 80s. We're down now to about 80. Your overnight low is 35. And Sunday's the high temperature only up to 58. Chilly also on Monday, but warmer Tuesday and Wednesday with a possibility of summer-style rain, shower, thunderstorms then. Right now, 80, Real Feel 76, News Radio 680 WPTF, and we are on the air with Making Your Home Great till 4 o'clock today. Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Here's the number for Tim off the air, 919-676-5969. And Ken Alstrom, an entomologist with Economy Exterminators, 919-362-1000. That is 919-362-1000. And we are talking about insects, bugs. We've talked about a bunch of them. We've only talked a little bit about mosquitoes. But I want to talk about spiders. All right. I was told never kill a spider which was advice that was fine until my daughters started finding him in the shower. (laughs) Yeah, while they're looking for water. 
The the spiders looking for water. Sure, they're looking. To, they need they need to drink just like we do. And then every now and then, there's a spider about as big as my fist that manages to reproduce. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, slight exaggeration. Yeah, I, hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I mean it, this, and it, and it was actually connected to it had built its net on the garbage can thing that I have to roll out to the road every week. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't coexist, the two of us. Should I be killing these spiders? Now, this spider that you saw that was as big as your fist, uh, can you describe it a little bit uh, more, in more detail? Was it black dark, and yellow? Uh, dark with a, I think there was one area of, I think it might have been a sports logo on its back. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a garden spider. It sounds like a garden spider. Garden they're, spider? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're black and black and yellow. And, uh, and big. Yeah, big, about uh, maybe an inch and a half with the legs spread, and they have this white material in the middle of the net, uh, they yeah. sit right in the middle of this uh, thick white material in their web. Yeah. Uh, they're harmless. Uh, they're beneficial, eat a lot of insects, and they'll only be there for a short time if they don't catch anything at their location. Yeah. They'll eat their web and move someplace else. They eat their web? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's because uh, if they don't, it takes a lot of energy to spin that web, and so if they get lots of food, there's no problem, but if they go for days without, without a meal... Uh, they're they're conserving energy by eating their web, and then so, re, re-spinning it. So I thought all webs were silk. They are. Wow. Well, a type of silk, but they but but they are able to produce this, so they can they can eat this and re it's recycle they recycle their webs. Wow. All right. I so should I kill spiders? It. Uh, it's not going to make a difference it, in the spider gonna, population. It's not going to make a difference. Just kill the black widows and the brown recluses, and I think we're good. Right. We don't. Uh, we have plenty of black widows around here. Brown recluse is rather rare. Uh, they're mainly found uh, in west west of the uh, Triangle area. Mm-hmm. How far do you go for this? How far are you getting phone calls from? Just from this area. Just Man, from this. Just mainly, mainly what will you area, say? But, this area. Are you but, willing to go to Greensboro? We. I guess we probably. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, we have. Uh, we have. Uh, Contacts or contracts in, in Greensboro. All right. How about Wilmington? We have an office in Wilmington. Well, then you're willing to go very far. Yeah, and we also have a, uh, an office in Charlotte. Well, if you're within the sound of my voice and you're you're curious about this, uh, call us up. Get some get some ideas by Dr. Ken Alstrom, the entomologist with Economy Exterminators. Yeah, and, and you can also get our our uh, local numbers in Wilmington and uh, and Charlotte by going to our website, which is www.economyexterminators.com. Yeah, well, as it should be, www.economyexterminators. Yeah, www. We don't want to Sorry. forget that. Www. <laughs> Economyexterminators. All one word. Dot com. I never do punch in any of those. I just Google search the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes I end up with something in another state right, or with country. a similar name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, right. All right. Well, so, Tim, Ken, I, interrupt, I interrupted earlier. Ken, you go so ahead to answer Dave's question. Generally, as a general rule, leave spiders alone. Yeah, because they're, they are beneficial. They're they're eating other insects. They're going to be eating the stuff that's going to be coming into your home. So if they crawl on your nightstand or across your pillow, just leave them alone? Well, it's going to be one of these things. They are All spiders are venomous, and uh, mm. a lot of times if you roll over in the night, uh, they're going to be defensive and they're going to bite you. Yeah. 
And well, they're going to get killed. They're going to get killed in my house, then. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and depending, because uh, some people are very allergic to, to the bites because it's a proteinaceous material they in their venom. So uh, if if they're in your house, yeah, I go ahead and kill them. Uh, kill them. Uh, the ones outside, let the, yeah. l- let them have their fun. And right. there are often situations where somebody has been bitten by something. They don't know what it is. Right. If but we, it's big. Yeah, or, yeah, it was, I, I just caught a glimpse of it, but, you know, what we need to really know what bit them, we need them to collect it if they have to go to the doctor, because the doctor will be, you know, can tell yeah. what bit them. And, and if they don't know, they can contact us for, uh, get a definitive identification of what the, what the spider was. Yeah, I've always thought that was an interesting uh, comment to, to say, because, you know, you tell people that when you get bit by a snake, you need to go catch the snake. Yep. So you wonder, you know, when you've been bit, what's the likelihood that you're going to have the, the mindset to go and try to kill that uh, snake, yep. you know, now that you've been bit. <laughs> right. Or or if you can catch it while it's biting you. But uh, Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm I'm willing to let it go. I let the doctor figure it out. Well, one, uh, well one thing now, everybody carries a cell phone, so if they happen to catch a spot, uh, catch oh, yeah. it and can see it, take, take a, a picture. picture. A That's picture a, will be just as, just as good. The uh, the missing young man was last seen with his cell phone trying to take a picture of the thing that bit him. <laughs> this is so terrible. I got a question about the carpet mites. And is um, it possible to wait just a moment, Tim? Sure. Because our, our fellow with the news department said, they're, they're all ready. They're warming up. They've typed up the 3.30 news. We're doing this in just seconds from now. Actually, I think it's a nice young lady in the news department. More on making your home great next. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, the telephone number for making your home great. 919-860-9783. Dr. Ken Alstrom from Economy Exterminators, 919, this is the office number for Dr. Ken, 919-362-1000. Tim Ferruzzi is also here with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, as he is every single Saturday on Making Your Home Great. Two to four. We'd like you to be a part of this show. Here is that number. You can get free advice right now. We're not even going to charge you. 919-860-9783. It's called Economy Exterminators. You do uh, do the other kinds of things that get in the house? We I mean, do. you're the entomologist, but... What do you do? We take care. We take care of all your, your pest problems, uh, mice and rats in the home, mm. uh, other wildlife. We have a cooperator that uh, we use to take care of, like squirrels, raccoons. Uh, if you happen to have an elephant in your attic, uh, we <laughs> we call the North Carolina Zoo to come and take care of that no. problem. But and that's that's a flying elephant, of course. Really, uh, you draw the line. I mean, I'm th- guessing here. You're drawing the line about. The, the creatures that in a lot of cases get get poison put out for them Correct. and then the, and then the wildlife creatures you just want them out right and and right. And, and most of the the ones that are considered wildlife are protected by the uh, North yeah. Carolina Wildlife Federation so that's so we don't uh, we can't handle them but yeah that makes rats sense. and mice are they're they're open season on those things all year and, and bugs. And uh, insects. And, and insects, yeah. All stuff like that. Tim, before the break, you were uh, suggesting a, a question for uh, Dr. Ken. 
Yeah, so we were talking earlier, uh, a person had called in about uh, carpet mites. Is that what she said? Oh, carpet beetles. Carpet beetles, okay. So, uh, and I've heard that, heard about those here and there over the years, but uh, she said, do you have a hard time getting rid of them? And you mentioned the vacuum cleaner. And obviously, if you, you're using the vacuum cleaner, you want to empty the bag as soon as you vacuum, you don't want to just let them stay in the vacuum cleaner. Is that right? Right. And, and if, of course, with all the, the, the uh, food material, the hair and the dust and yeah. everything, and, and, the, and the, if you have a bag, if they have a bag, yeah. Uh, yeah. they would be perfectly happy in there. They probably wouldn't crawl out because there's enough food in there for them. But most people have the bagless, uh, and yeah. so you really should empty that thing out. So you mentioned something about uh, where are those, why would those be in your house? Where are those? They sound rare. Are they rare or are they common? They're very common. Carpet beetles are very common. Uh, really? Yeah, the adults uh, actually feed on, on flowers outside, and huh. then they, they enter the home uh, through a, either the screening or a loose uh, fitting around the door or window, and that's when they come in to lay their, their eggs inside the house. And these so, things, they're going to feed on natural fibers, uh, wool, uh, cotton, uh, hair hairs pieces of you know falling hair skin cells that are on the floor wait a minute they feed on hair pieces <laughs> i gotta call my uncle ned <laughs> well actually that'll no. well because well a hair piece if it's made with natural hair yes they would feed oh, on they that. would okay all right never mind uh if you have if you have stuffed animals uh, they will feed on the fur and really? uh, <clears throat> they will actually uh, surprisingly enough they will feed on uh, antlers uh, horns so, so what what alerts you to, to are they visible yeah, the, the, mostly what you're going to start seeing uh, are going to be some little cast skins of the larvae. And these are kind of transparent, light brown, with a slit down the back and little, little spiky hairs uh, sticking up from them. Uh, you'll find them congregating uh, on, you can find little piles of them on uh, around the heating ducts uh, or possibly in the corners. And uh, <clears throat> you can also find them, the adult, the, not the adults, the larvae crawling around on the floor. Uh, crawling up the walls, and they they look like little tiny worm worms. I say that uh, <laughs> with a little bit of freedom here, but uh, small uh, caterpillar-like uh, in, insects, very hairy, and uh, quickly moving. They when they when you touch them, they will start moving. Huh. Well, you say they're common. I, it's unusual. Maybe I'm never paying attention. But I don't know that I've ever seen seen them. Oh, you generally you're going to find them. They're going to be generally around the floor level. Yeah. Around carpets, uh, against the walls. Yeah. Uh, it, it, again, if you if you have like an old piece of furniture that's been stuffed with horse hide or horse hair, uh-huh. they will feed on that too. So okay. it's no nobody has a, that kind of furniture anymore. But like okay. I said, they feed on all natural fibers. All right. So switching gears here. Um, so, was, so going back to that. So most of our floors are, or most of our carpets are nylon now. So they would still be present. Even those are those aren't natural. They'd still be present because uh, people still shed hair right, and, and skin. Right, so right. there's and little food uh, food particles that get on the floor. Okay. Uh, they're going to be feeding on all of this stuff. All right. So going to back to the structural thing, we talked about termites. Uh, any other insects that you that might be of interest to people? That have homes and buildings? Yeah, I, uh, I think I, I just briefly mentioned powder post beetles and right. uh, death watch beetles. Uh, and they're going to be generally in the crawl space. Um, and if you if you happen to crawl, go into your crawl space and, and see small pinholes in the wood, uh, there's a good chance you've got carpenter, uh, I mean, not carpenter. Um, powder post. 
powder post beetles or uh, called lichted beetles, or these are also called powder post beetles. Uh, and one way you can tell these things, if uh, these things are uh, the, the lichteds, uh, that's a family, a genus, or uh, licta family, a subfamily of, of beetles. Uh, if you have a, a ballpoint pen and you take it and just the, the, only the tip will fit in the hole. If you find larger holes where you can go halfway up the, if you look at the, the on a ballpoint pen, it's beveled. And yeah. if it goes halfway up the bevel, that's a powder post beetle. Okay. If there's a hole at all, I'm it, calling. Yeah, and, and you can find the sawdust. You, you, there'll be sawdust uh, falling out of these holes. Really? If you tap on it, there'll be sawdust falling out. All right, well, this, is, this, this is the number I'm going to call, 919-362-1000, Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. T. Yeah, Tim, sorry, I cut you off again. No, no, it's okay, it's okay. So I've taken uh, down some uh, old houses and old barns, and I've got probably eight or nine of them inside my warehouse identified where I got them from and what you know how old the building was and some mystery. And what I've done, and, and, and occasionally we'll use this material to maybe accent a wall in a sunroom or mm-hmm. a kitchen or somewhere. We've done some flooring out of it. And, and uh, we what we're doing is when we prepare it, we'll always make sure it's, uh, we put it in our kiln and we'll heat it up just to make sure right. that we've killed the powder post beetles, anything else that might be inside of it. Yeah, there's and a lot of times if you have some pine wood, you're going to have old house, what are known as old house borers. Yeah. And these are larger. They're about an inch long. The, the, themselves or the hole? The, the, the beetles themselves are about an inch long, okay. Uh, okay. three-quarters of an inch to an inch, and the holes are about, uh, and they're kind of oval-shaped. The, the, the powder posts and the, the, and the uh, death watch beetles are perfectly round. The uh, okay. old house bore is, is an oval hole. So they're called death watch beetles? Death, yeah. They're, they're, uh, it's, it seems like there's an old tale that you could hear these things in the wall, and the, and they, the adults, or the, I think it was the larvae, make sound when they're clicking their heads against the lo- wood, and we make a, a, actually a tapping sound. Uh-huh. And usually it was uh, when it was, people would hear it when there was somebody dying in the room, and somehow it got associated with a person dying. So this was, wow. you know, the death watch, you know, and they hear they're, huh. this tapping. <laughs> it's, it's kind of just an old wives' tale. Well, wow. let's talk a little bit about carpenter bees when you, when you get a chance to. You know, I find that, um, you know, I go out to these homes that are made out of, well, I mean, it could be regular material, but uh, like pine, but uh, I see cedar, a lot of cedar homes or cypress, I guess mostly cedar, and I'll see holes in it, and even pine fascia boards. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Now is now is the time. We can, uh, I actually saw my first uh, carpenter bee flying just the other day. Uh, so they're going to start flying, and first things you're going to see are going to be the males. They emerge first. And they're going to be scoping out territories uh, for when the for when the females emerge, which will probably be in a week or two. And these things, uh, once they mate, uh, the males will die off, and the females will find a, a nice, uh, like your fascia board or some unfinished wood or the underside of a railing. Uh, may have a screen door that's not finished, and they'll be on, on the underside. And they'll attack this, and they'll chew a hole, uh, perfectly round. And it'll and when they first start, it'll go against the grain. And when they go in the length of their body, which is about an inch or maybe three quarters of an inch to an inch long, then they'll turn and go with the grain and start rasping out the wood. They're not eating it; they're just rasping the wood out and building their their nursery. And as she goes, she she lays an egg, 
uh, and puts a, a barrier between cells of pollen. And this mm. is what the uh, developing larvae feed on. And these things can do a lot of damage uh, in a high population. If you neglect to, to treat these things, uh, they can build up a high population. And what happens, a lot of times you'll see a fascia board with probably a hole maybe a foot or two or three feet long. Yep. And this is where woodpeckers have discovered that the carpenter bee larvae are in the wood, and so they'll start attacking the wood to go after the carpenter bee larvae. So when the female, does the female likely to come back to the same home? How does that work as far as the next generation or, well, the or, short, or season the, to season? The, the, the annual, the, these are annual, so the, the, the female that was, uh, the queen that was, uh, or the females, they're not a queen because it's not, they're not social. Uh, she will die off, but there probably could be one of her daughters that utilizes the same hole. Hmm. So they say generation to generation. Basically. Yes, and and they will expand the, the holes that are presently that are presently there. So uh, that's why they can do a lot of damage in a short period of time. And, and the males come to them looking for them, or they go out. How's that work? They uh, well, when the females uh, start emerging, the males are already there, and and when okay. the females start emerging, they, the males have scoped out this this territory, and they'll chase anything that enters their territory. If it's another okay. male, they'll chase him. If it's a female, because they're attracted by movement and so they'll do the mating and once the mating is accomplished then the male will die off and the female goes about to to raise her young okay but you said the males are already there so um what happens next year right before the uh, females come out is a, a male from a different location that how's that it's probably a different a, yeah different uh family but uh, the, the males are going to be overwintering along with some with the over with some of uh, overwintering females uh-huh. and so they'll they'll come out in the early spring so what's a carpenter bee look like we know what honeybees look like and we know what wasp look like and we know what bumblebees look like what's a carpenter bee look like okay carpenter bee looks like a, a large bumblebee Okay. Uh, except when, uh, if you look at them in the sunlight, uh, the, the carpenter bee has a very shiny abdomen because there's no hair on it. Okay. And a bumblebee has got a lot of hair and it's rather dull when the sun shines on it. Right. And carpenter bees live in wood. They're going to be indoors in the fascia board. Bumblebees nest in the ground. I see. All right. The radio so- show is called Making Your Home Great. We have the benefit of the experience of Dr. Ken Alstrom, an entomologist for Economy Exterminators. We would love your telephone calls. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Next up, fleas. I want to talk about fleas. <laughs> we talked to more than an hour and a half. Nobody mentioned fleas. All that coming up on WPTF. Weather forecast on News Radio 680 WPTF. A lingering chance of an afternoon shower. Otherwise, winds kicking up a little bit. Uh, the overnight low is 35. We're going to drop a few degrees, and then tomorrow it's going to only warm up to 58. But we get this whole sunshine tomorrow and Monday and Tuesday as well. With tomorrow's high 58 degrees, 79 now. Real feel 76. News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, uh, making your home great. Tim is on the line with us today, and in studio is Dr. Ken Alstrom, an entomologist with Economy Exterminators. 
And Tim, what were we talking about? We're talking about uh, biohazards or, uh, oh, fleas. I want to talk about fleas. Fleas fleas and ticks. Fleas and ticks. Dr. Ken, help me. (laughs) I either got to get rid of the fleas and ticks or get rid of the dogs. And we love the dogs. Well, I guess if you uh, keep them uh, medicated with the, the latest developments in uh, flea and tick control. Yes. Uh, but uh, if you don't want to, if you want to do that, but you still get the fleas in your home, yeah. uh, we can take care of that. We have treatments for those. Uh, and these things are a nuisance. Uh, my brother-in-law had one crawling in his leg one time when I asked him when he was going to put on his flea collar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we have the collars on them and we have the, the drops in the back mm-hmm. of the head. Or the back of the neck. Right. And we still have this lingering problem because the indoor-outdoor cats. Right. And they go, out, they go outside and they'll pick them up. And yeah. uh, they'll drop off uh, onto the carpet uh, and, and live there and just wait for a blood meal to come along. Is there yeah. a hazard from these little guys? Uh, no, I'm not aware of any diseases. But, uh, there, uh, there might be some, but, I'm, uh, again, that's um, a little bit outside my bailiwick. I just know that the, the fleas are insects and how to get rid of them. The uh, but but we can call it economy exterminators for, for we'll, flea treatment. Yes. All right. I have yeah. a memory of television shows in the 1960s, and and maybe the two of you also remember this, where they would put the entire house in essentially a big plastic bag, and they would pump it full of stuff. Yeah, fumigating, fumigating the. What house. were they doing then? Uh, probably using hydrogen cyanide to uh, treat the house because the problem couldn't be solved. But uh, I think with the new generations of chemicals, it's gotten a little bit easier. But we also mentioned uh, ticks. We started mentioning uh, ticks here. I'm sorry, Tim. Cyanide. Yeah, that doesn't sound good, does it? No, uh-uh. No, that's why they needed licensed people to do this, and people had to stay out of the house, get out of the area for quite a, quite a while. Yeah. Wow. All right. How about ticks? But ticks, uh, ticks are going to start. Uh, it's warming up now, so they're going to be uh, becoming active. The one that's active during the wintertime actually is the deer tick, which is the one that causes Lyme disease. Uh-huh. And these are very small ticks. Uh, we've got them in our area, uh, but the, the other ticks are going to start becoming available. Uh, uh, you're going to start seeing ticks now as you walk out in the woods and in the fields. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the brown dog tick is. Uh, Believe it or not, it's one that can live indoors, and so this is one that gets on your dog, and it will actually lay its eggs and complete its life cycle in your house. The other ones have to be outside. And here we're talking about the American dog tick and the Lone Star tick. And what do they do? Attach to humans for a while, or attach, reattach to the dog? Well, the, the er- yeah, the early, do? yeah, the early uh, instars uh, of uh, instars; those are phases that these things go to. Usually, go for a small rodent. Yeah. Uh, and then, as they get older, then they'll uh, then they can uh, attack uh, people. Right. And a lot of people say, "Well, I was out in the woods, and a t- and a tick jumped on me." Well, ticks don't jump, and okay. uh, they don't uh, elevate themselves. They're usually not found more than three feet above the ground because they have to come down and get water. All so right. what uh, what you're doing is actually brushing up against the tick, which is maybe on a blade of grass or on a, a tree branch, a low tree branch, or on, on the bark, holding on by two legs. And the two legs are they have the other two legs are reaching out and hoping that something passes and they can they can latch onto. Yeah, I remember walking through a state park one time, and I don't think I walked more than 60 feet through this one area, and uh, in a matter of five minutes, there must have been a dozen ticks on me. Mm-hmm. It was probably some grassy, uh, grassy area? 
Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, it was, I guess it was grassy and bushes. Yeah, and, and some probably some low tree foliage uh, yeah, growing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what they're doing, so they're they're waiting for an animal to pass through that they can right. they can latch onto, and and the person just happens to be the one that they latch onto. Right. So the the one that you mentioned about the dogs is that the same one? I mean, do cats get ticks much? I'm. <sighs> You know, I don't know that I've seen anything. I've never, I, I, you're, again, I've never seen cat, uh, ticks on cats, but I'm, yeah. I believe they probably do, but I, I don't yeah. think that they're a natural host. Yeah. They probably pull them off. Probably, they groom. Cats pull, yeah, cats are flexible. They can get them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Them. Yeah. They'll probably eat them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My cats would just kick them off and just walk away slowly. <laughs> but the, they put up by where you're sitting, right? <laughs> right, but the dogs, they could be covered with them, and they wouldn't even notice. They really wouldn't. <laughs> wow. All right, you got about a minute here to scare me with uh, biohazards. What do we, is the really a, what's the worst health issue for insects in my home? Oh, gosh, now this is uh, probably could be, uh, could be disease transmission. Yeah. Um, eating, well, because they, when they, they want to share your, your food, so they're going to be crawling on your food. Yep. And they've been crawling on something that's nasty, and right. you don't want to eat what they've been crawling yep. on. Yep. Okay. Sounds and like the American cockroach might be that. Uh, that would be one. And, and flies, if you see, you know, you see a, a fly craw- walking on your potato salad or on your steak, uh, and you don't shoo it away. Um, yes. I, w- well, I don't know, know if I'd throw that, throw that steak away. I might rinse it off with some hot, hot water. <laughs> Well, yeah, you want to uh, you want to arrive to the outdoor party early, right? But right, uh, you want to get rid of the sore, You want to get rid of the insects. That's that's the best best way to control. And 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 we've got another thirty seconds here. Structurally, the worst thing that can happen to your home is what termites. Termites. Termites are the number one cause of structural damage in the United States, and also in this area. Really? Yep. Tim, you see a lot of it. I do. I do. Yep. And the best way to keep them from becoming a problem is? Have a qualified technician come by and inspect your home. We do a free inspection. If you think you have, if you, if you suspect or even want to know if, if you possibly have termites, call our office and set up a, uh, a good contact with a free uh, and request a free termite inspection. Ken Alstrom with Economy Exterminators. And, of course, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. I'm Dave Alexander, of course, of WPTF. Two o'clock next Saturday, we've got a date right here, making your home great.